What's up everybody? Dan Binder Boneyard coming at you from the office. <clears throat> Excuse me. It is a cold and dreary November day. I've uh, been, I guess it's the day after Veterans Day. So if you are a veteran, veteran, vet, thank you. Appreciate your service. Thanks for all you did. Uh, even if you were not a gun-toting front line infantryman uh you know everything you do is important so appreciate you veterans and uh you know i i was not in the armed services um sometimes i wonder if i should have been uh, i talked to my old man about it because uh, my dad was in the army uh vietnam era and i told him i was considering enlisting and he told me to rethink that idea <laughs> so I never did uh, never did join up and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing I, I would have been enlisted during 9-11 uh, so you know who knows where my my future would have gone uh, after that so you know things have a way of working out or things happen for a reason I don't know but either way I uh, appreciate you listening in um, if you're new here, thank you for joining. Um, appreciate all of the support, the Patreon donators, the subscribers on Instagram, uh, Facebook, all that stuff. You know, every dollar helps. These things don't make themselves. Uh, I have to pay a guy to edit them and produce them. So, uh, yeah. So every, every dollar that comes in really just goes to help him out because, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really make any money on these. Um, I don't really have any paid advertisers. I don't, uh, yeah. Anytime I talk about a particular product or brand, it's because I genuinely enjoy it and use it in the shop here and uh, for no other reason than that, unless I specifically tell you that it is a paid ad. Uh, yeah, it's just stuff that we use and, and I have good luck with. So... Uh, if you hear any noise in the background, it's probably the heater running uh, because it is cold. And I am like a lizard and I am cold-blooded. So, yeah, I get I get the heater running. Um, but anyway, appreciate you being here. Thanks for all the support, the shares on the social media, the likes, the subscribes, all that. Even the YouTube channel. I haven't been doing a lot on YouTube lately. I need to get back on that. Um, but I do have some content coming up here. So appreciate you guys very much. Uh, and we're going to jump right into a Rip Snorton episode about transmissions. And we're probably going to talk about several different types and the gear ratio aspects and that kind of thing. So... Um, Get ready to, you know, buckle up because it's going to be a wild ride if you like math. Um, I don't like math and I did not prepare for this podcast. So, you know, there will be no equations happening unless I'm doing them in real time. So anyway, uh, a lot of different options out there for transmissions. You know, you go back uh, into the 50s, 40s, 50s trucks 
you know, really, really common to have the three speed on the column. Uh, and that had to do with uh, a lot of, with the interior design of the truck. Because um, in the old days, you may or may not know this, uh, in many towns and cities, it was actually illegal to exit the driver's side of the truck on a busy street. If you were in the downtown of your town and you pulled off to the right up against the curb, you had to exit out the passenger side of the vehicle. Uh, that was just a, a safety thing. I, you know, I, it's kind of funny when you think about it now, but uh, it makes sense. Um, and then you'll notice on older trucks, you know, the early 50s trucks, there was no lock cylinder on the driver's door. Uh, it was, it was, uh, you know, you, you push the door handle down to lock it and then you slide out the passenger side and then you would lock it with your key out the passenger side. So anyways, the three speed on the column was, you know, to help with the, the clearance in the cab so you could slide in and out easily. Um, bigger trucks that uh, didn't have that or were less likely to be in town, um, you know, one ton, two ton bigger trucks, they would have a traditional floor shift four speed or five speed uh, on some of those. Uh, most of them were straight cut gears with no synchros, so a lot of uh, RPM matching and grinding gears to, to shift between gears. Uh, it wasn't until the mid-50s you started seeing synchronizers and things that make you know shifting easier uh, and then this newfangled thing called an automatic transmission started making its way out um, the early I think some of the mid-50s I've seen some 55s uh, with the Borg Warner Auto behind the six-cylinder um, but it really wasn't until the 60s that you started seeing a lot more of that uh, automatic. And the internationals, it was a Borg Warner, a BW11, uh, and, you know, it shared a lot of similar parts with um, the other, uh, like Ford FMXs, I guess, used a, is this real similar to the Borg Warner. Um, so... There's, there are parts out there available to rebuild those Borg Warners. They're not the cheapest one to do, but they're still rebuildable. Uh, you know, and then as the traffic laws change and the, the society change, you started seeing more and more floor shift, four speeds and five speeds. Uh, and then you get into the 60s with the Scouts. You know, then it's all floor shift. Um, and you know with the bucket seats and the transmission hump in the middle there was no sliding out the passenger side on on a scout i mean you could but it just wasn't convenient so um so then that's where you saw a lot of three speeds and four speeds and the three speed man i i have a love-hate relationship with the three speed because in the low horsepower you know, like the 152 powered Scout where you've got 80 something horsepower. It's a big jump between the gears. Like you got to scream in each gear to grab the next gear and then hope you have enough horsepower to 
pull it along. And I've, I spent many a time going over mountain passes in second gear, wound out, you know, 427 axle gears and 31 inch tires, just screaming at 36 miles an hour, just, you know, red line on the 152 for, you know, 10 minutes straight. You, you pull Mount Hood, I would go through uh, uh, rhododendron zigzag and, and by the time I got past the Dairy Queen at zigzag, if you're familiar with Highway 20 in Oregon or Highway 26, um, I'd have to downshift into second. And from zigzag all the way to government camp, which is like, I want to say it's like 18 miles, I was just floored. You, there was nowhere to shift back into third. There was no, I didn't have the horsepower to pull that grade. And so it was second gear wide open. And it was painful. It, I'd have to pull over and let people go around me because, you know, everyone else is going way faster. So that's why the four speed is something I always recommend to guys still running the four cylinder. Um, it's a big job to put a four speed in an 80. Uh, there's a lot of changes that have to happen. But if you have an 800, um, get rid of that three speed and try to get into the four speed uh, if you can. Because when I did that conversion, then all of a sudden, um, I was still, I was going over the mountain in third gear instead of fourth gear, but third gear and with that same setup, 427s, 31 inch tires, I was able to do like 45 miles an hour. So it's still slow, but bearable um, because man, you know, anything below 40 in today's traffic patterns is dangerous. Uh, so being able to go over 40, 45, that was helpful, especially in the winter, you know, with the snowy passes and stuff, it was just more drivable. Um, and you'll see that in the older trucks too, with the three speed on the column, you had these big jumps between the gears, but most of the trucks you had six cylinders. So you were running, you know, 110 horse, 120 horse, and that made it more more manageable and that's why i said i have a love-hate relationship because in the early scout twos or the late 800s you could have a 304 with a three-speed uh it was fragile the three speeds were not up to the task of handling uh you know that much horsepower but you could pull the gears it, you would have the horsepower to pull um, to pull that gear and so you could really get going pretty fast uh, from you know first second to third like you picked up speed pretty fast um, and it, and like I said it had the power to pull I wouldn't ever tow I wouldn't recommend towing with a three speed um, it doesn't give you enough gear splits for that but you know just for like highway driving getting it getting going um the three speed wasn't too bad really um but again it didn't do anything great you you know can't tow with it 
big splits between the gears. First gear wasn't low enough for off-road, so you know you're kind of stuck. Um, so if you really want a multi-purpose setup for your Scout, you really need uh, you know a four-speed. And you can get, you know, we can get into that too with the close ratios and the wide ratios and, and that kind of thing. Uh, the more common four speed that was in the old trucks, um, you know, up until 1970 when the T18 and T19 replaced the T98. So the T98 was what was in most of them from the 50s, mid 50s up. Um, they had a real low first gear. Some people would call it a granny low. Um, you know, it was like six and a half to one first gear. And then second gear was like three and a half to one. And, and the problem, the problem I had with the T98 was there's a big jump between third and fourth. So when you're towing, you could hit Third, you know, you had enough power, you know, 345 towing a, a decent weight, you could get up to third, no problem. But then when you shifted into fourth, which is one to one direct drive, you it, it just didn't have the power to pull it. You needed another gear in between third and fourth. Um, and so it wasn't as bad if you had a 392 with a little bit more horsepower or you had lower axle gears. If you were running, um, you know, 430s or 488s, it wasn't quite as bad because the 488s made up for the, the jump and you could shift into fourth and pull the grade because your top speed was only going to be 55 if you're running 488s so the the axle gears made up for the transmission spacing um it wasn't until you know the mid 60s when you could start getting the five speed in the light trucks uh and there were two versions three versions of the five speed actually um but everyone's all after the overdrive version the t34 which is the overdrive five-speed, which has almost exactly the same gearing as the T98. I shouldn't say exact. I, I don't want to say exact. Everything's really close. You know, third gear is in a T98 is like 1.9, and third gear in the uh, T34, the overdrive, is like 2.1 something like that so they're they're all real close but uh, enough to make a difference but the thing about the t34 the overdrive 5 is that your overdrive was 0.83 so you could have um, like I was saying you could have 488 axle gears that gave you the power to pull through that crappy third to fourth split and then you shifted into overdrive they sent you down the road, but with 488s and the overdrive, that was like having 392 or 410 axle gears. Uh, so, you know, not exactly a highway flyer, but definitely better than being limited to 55 like you would have been with the uh, T98 and 488s.
The problem that guys are running into with this T34 swap is that they're trying to do it with 373 gears and 32 inch tires. So that third to fourth jump just gets exaggerated by the tall axle gears. Um, so, you know, I, I go back and forth on that conversion all the time. I'd almost much rather have and this is what I'm building now, is the T36 direct drive 5-speed. The direct drive 5-speed takes uh, advantage of gear spacing. So, you know, first gear is 6 to 1, second gear is 3 to 1, you know, and it just, they're, they're a couple hundred RPM ranges apart from each other. So that, you know, uh, it just really takes up for that for the rpm change uh so you can get away with 373 axle gears and um and you know 33 inch tires so that when you shift into fifth which is a one-to-one -one, you can still do 70 on the highway uh but then have the gear spacing for the for towing so you know, instead of going over the mountain uh, in in fifth gear, you know, with that ratio, you would go in third gear, but have, you know, be able to do 40 miles an hour, uh, just like you would have in the other one, you know, in the with the T34 and the 488s in fourth gear, you're going over it in third gear, but with higher axle gear. So, you know, it it's like a sliding scale where each ratio has its its benefits uh, I like the 36 just because each gears there's a you know they're close together it's just like in a big rig you know you got a 10 speed or a 13 speed and you know you're like oh that's that's a excessive amount of gears but when you're you know when you're moving 60,000 pounds down the highway and you know you've got 500 horse or whatever these big trucks have being able to just grab the next gear down um, it's only a couple hundred rpms difference could you know it just helps it, it just really helps keep your momentum up makes better use of the power I mean, look at these brand new trucks. You go buy a brand new Super Duty. Uh, they have 10 speed automatics. And it's all about RPM range and, and keeping it in that sweet spot of the torque and horsepower. Um, so that's, that's the thing to consider is I would rather have all of my gears be equally spaced and, and not equally spaced, but you know, usable rpm range than having one or two gears that's optimal and the everything else is just in the way getting to those gears um i i don't know i i'm not a long-haul truck driver i have don't you know i don't do this regularly i mean my driver said you know the black truck it has an allison automatic and that is a five-speed auto so plenty of gears and it has the lockup converter so that's at add, like adding another gear um so that's 
you know, that's what uh, I'm used to hauling with. So I'm not an expert. I just, I know what I like. I've done a lot of towing with T98s and I've done a lot of towing with T19s. And, um, you know, I can tell you I really like towing with the T19 more because the ratios are closer together. Um, I can pull the T19 close has a third gear of like 1.4 to 1 where the T98 had a third gear of 1.9 yeah 1.9 to 1 so uh, in the same RPM range uh, the T98 is like five four miles an hour slower than the T19 in the same RPM range but I know that my 345 that I usually pull with had the horsepower to pull pretty much what I had behind it in that gear um, and then if I had to God forbid shift down into second if the grade was real bad it still was taller than the second gear in the T98 so I could still go faster than I could with the T98 the downside is is the T19 close has a four to one first gear so you don't have that low hole crawler gear that the T98 had which sometimes you need that low gear you know getting out of um, a bad spot or taking off from a stoplight with a heavy heavy load or something like that um, you know the T98 was used for so long uh, because it worked you know having that low gear getting you out of trouble having the splits that it had like I'm I'm not saying there's anything wrong with a t98 whatsoever uh, I'm just saying that there were other transmissions that came out later that had more usability that's all um, so most of your scout transmissions uh, were close ratios um, you know the four speeds that came in the 800s those were close ratio T18s or T98. Um, and so they had a four to one first gear and then the other split. So they were great drivers. I loved, I loved having that four speed behind a four cylinder. Just made them so much more enjoyable to drive. And then uh, it was later, the early Scout 2s, you could get a T18 with a wide ratio. And there are guys that claim that doesn't exist. I've got several here and I've had several over the years that were wide ratio T18s uh, from Scout 2s and we can even build you one if you want a wide ratio 18 we can do it because you take the gears from a T98 wide ratio gears you use the output shaft from the T18 and the Scout transmission uh, wide or close ratio and you put it in that Scout four-wheel drive case so now you've just made a wide ratio T18 in a Scout so you got the deep first gear for wheeling and you've got the towing gears and then of course the one-to-one -one like they all had so um, you know things like that are doable uh, I've made wide ratio transmissions for the early Scouts as well that requires taking Ford T18 gears because um, the mid 60s Ford trucks had T18s so you take their wide ratio T18 gears um, 
with the small input shaft and then you can put that in the Scout T18 case so then you end up with that crawler gear uh, behind the four cylinder which I enjoyed I wheeled on that for years um, that was a good setup that I liked a lot um, so it's doable and then you get into the later 70s with the T19s the T98s and T18s had a non-synchronized first gear so when you wanted to shift into first you had to come to almost a complete stop otherwise you would get some grinding or chatter so the T19 was a synchronized first gear and um, and then that got rid of that so it just was a more drivable transmission um, and then same thing there was a wide and a close ratio of those the wide ratio having that deep first gear so a lot of the guys wheeling their scouts that want a manual they want that wide ratio 19 um, and so that's you know possible to make you can swap gears around to make a wide ratio in a close ratio case or whatever that's it's all doable um, the the bummer with the 19 wide is that if you're trying to shift quickly uh, under power like um, let's say you're mudding or snow wheeling and you have to take off in first gear because you, you you have to but you need the RPM and the momentum to get through this mud hole and you've got to grab second. Um, sometimes it's hard. That that gear binding or whatever it does when you're trying to grab that second gear from that low first, it's not a quick shift. You can't speed shift any of these old boxes, that's for sure, but uh, the, the 19 wides definitely don't like to go from you know screaming in first to grabbing second in a hurry they just don't um, so that's kind of one of the downsides to that that whole thing uh, my red travelette my 64 uh, we swapped in a t19 close on it to make it a better driver and it has 373 axle gears I really enjoy that setup uh, it's good it's a good setup it's a nice driver goes down the road nice um, I, I enjoy I go over the mountain you know third gear 52 miles an hour uh, if it's a if it's a high pass so um, I, I do I enjoy that and now that being said we're gonna swap in a um, a 392 and a t34 with the overdrive five-speed because the red truck has really just become a driver. It's just, it shuttles us around. It takes us to shows. I don't tow with it a ton anymore, especially with the black truck being done um, and then having the cowboy Dodge, you know. So, um, yeah, I just, I just, the red truck is kind of a people mover now. So I was going to throw that T34 in there for the overdrive because, um, you know, it's nice to go down the highway at 2200 RPM and and save on some fuel because the 392s they use a lot of fuel so we're gonna swap that in here probably this winter so that I have it ready for the summer show season summer cruising um, but anyway one other interesting thing to note uh, the NV 4500 swap that 
guys like to do. IH Parts America sells the adapter kits for that. Um, the the NV4500 has almost exactly the same gear ratio split as the T34 uh, or, or the T98 with the overdrive. Um, the reason why the 4500 works so well is that modern trucks have more horsepower and a little bit different gearing. So you can get away with that third to fourth split in the NV4500 uh, in your, you know, your Dodge diesel uh, or your Chevy with your 8.1 because you've got the horsepower to pull that jump. Um, if you're low on power, you don't have that jump. So uh, you don't have the power to pull that jump. So I thought that was an interesting little anecdote uh, about modern transmissions. Um, because, you know, the like the NV5600, it's just got more gears closer together. Um, just usable power. Uh, we'll jump back on the automatics real quick. So the 727 uh, came out in the 70s to replace the Borg Warner. Um, 727 is a great transmission, in my opinion. It's a good auto. Tons of rebuild support. You know, they held up behind big block Mopars doing drag racing and everything else. So uh, if you get a transmission builder that knows how to put one together, um, you know, they are, they're great. I've got one in my Wheeler, uh, reverse valve body, so it shifts backwards, which doesn't make sense to normal people, but it's great for wheeling. Uh, and it has, it's a full manual, so I can shift it into first gear, and it'll hold first gear like a manual transmission would but um, not shift up and it'll, it'll retain that gear. So it's nice for going down hills um, when you don't want to run away and you don't want to use the brakes a whole bunch. So um, 727s are great. We've swapped a few into 800s. That's a little bit of a job, but um, an automatic 800 with power steering and disc brakes is real nice. Uh, not gonna not going to lie. I enjoy the 800s with the modern updates. You know, if you can get the doors to shut right and get the windows to seal and that kind of thing, the 800s with the automatic and, and whatnot, they are one of the better drivers. Uh, and I know some of this stuff comes down to preference. I, um, you know, I, I just like good drivers, whether it's manual or automatic. Um, you know, some guys are are really married to what they like but I I go either way like I really like the automatic in the black truck I like being able to drive across the country and focus on driving and not you know shifting all the time every time I'm in a city or in some situation where I got to just keep banging gears um, but then I like the t19 in the red truck because it just it's a more uh, driving experience which I I enjoy that. Um, it's more true to that era of truck. Like it's weird seeing an automatic in a '50s truck to me. Um, I just don't. I just don't get it. But um, you know, everyone has their what they like and whatnot. So <clears throat> yeah, I mean that was the that was the thing. It just comes down to preference and whatnot. I'm like I said, not a fan of the three-speed in any capacity. Four speeds are good if you've got the horsepower to move it. Uh, some of that comes down to axle ratio to help you choose the right transmission. And then, um, you know, preference and whatnot. So anyway, 
Well, I went a little bit long today, so appreciate you guys listening. Uh, thank you for all your support, uh, all of the kind words on the social media. Appreciate it. Um, please like, share, subscribe, send me, send me good thoughts. So, anyway, I uh, appreciate you guys, and until next time, I'm Dan from Binder Boneyard.